Welcome to The Engaging Life, a podcast about using engagement equity to improve your relationship building skills in your personal and professional life. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Suba and Angela Cheney. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Angela. You know, I'm always doing fantastic. I think the one time I wasn't fantastic is when I was mad about my hair. Yeah. Oh, remember how you said like five minutes ago you weren't going to not going to bring it up again? Mm-hmm. Here we are, three weeks later, bringing it up. Not three weeks later, clearly, since we're in the same outfits as in the last. One. You're choosing to point that out. Number one. Number mm-hmm. two. If you're wondering. Why would we be talking about outfits? Go check out the YouTube channel here with the Engage, the UB2B channel, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll see. You'll see because we record these and then they get edited and then they go out. There, you just pretty much what happens. Yep. You just now you can make your own podcast. Got the behind. (laughs) So we got a two parter here. We did the first part, you know. About half an hour ago, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, last week, two last weeks week, ago, two, two weeks, weeks ago, two weeks, uh, which was about curiosity and why it's important. Mm-hmm. And we learned about why it's important in relationships, in your marketing with your clients. Uh, it makes you smarter. It makes you more interesting. Ooh, I like helps that you develop your niche market. Um, helps you with your marketing. All of that good stuff. So. Now we want to do the how. We talked about the why, and now we're going to talk about the how. And we're mostly going to talk about marketing today. I'll try not to go into uh, personal relationships. I'm not going to guarantee I don't know. You have better stories on the personal relationship side anyway. I I got some goodies. But so how can you use curiosity to be interested in your customers? It's, I think it's more difficult because you know you should be interested in your spouse. You know mm. you should be interested in your kids and your friends. You know, and, and I think it's just a lot easier to do that. But when it comes to business, it's a little bit of a more different concept because it's really easy to think if I just show them the value, if I just show them how much experience I have, if I have the testimonials, if I have the five-star reviews, why do I need to do this? Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Most businesses don't. <laughs> and so for all those reasons and more, but that means if you are able to do it, that puts you just a huge level above your competition. So mm-hmm. that right there should be reason enough. I mean, other than all the other things we talked about last time right there, that is going to set you apart if you can be curious. So how do you do it? How do you learn about your customers? Again, this is why it's difficult. You learn about your husband or your wife because you're with them all the time. Right. You've got plenty of opportunities to ask questions. Same with your friends. Same with all of that. You're you're with them. You're not with all of your target market all the time. (laughs) Hopefully. I mean, some people maybe are, but uh, I don't think so. If you only have a couple people in your target market, for the most part, you are not around them. You can't ask them questions, um, but you can do things to be curious. And the first is to use social media. We've we've talked about that a few times, I feel, in the last few podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's a a great tool. Absolutely. Of course, you have to get the people... um, on your page, you know, you mm-hmm. have to find them that way. And that, that's a different conversation. That's lead gen. And that's uh, uh, how to market your, your social media page. But once you've got them on there, 
Um, or at least a good, obviously all of your target market is not going to be on there, but you know, you at least have a good representation of it. Then you can ask questions. How many times have you seen a business use their Facebook page for nothing more than promotion? I, that's what I mostly that's, see. That's mostly what you see and that's mm -hmm. doing it wrong. Uh, ask questions. And sometimes, uh, you have to ask a lot of questions that don't get answers and it's kind of embarrassing because everybody sees that no comments that, yeah but if you keep doing it and keep kind of tweaking and seeing what people are responding to you can get very good at this and i have seen businesses that get very good at this and not only is it great for their page because you get the comments then more people see it and more visibility all of that good stuff but you can learn so much mm -hmm. You know, if you're asking the right questions, you can learn so much about your target market and that can help you change your products, change your services, change the way you're doing things, or on the flip side, keep doing what you're doing because right. they like it. So ask questions, start conversations. And a lot of the times you can spark those with a question, mm -hmm. you know, but, but try and get people not only to engage with you, but with each other. You know, if you can really get it rocking in the comment section... Of, of a post, again, you can learn so much and that's great visibility. Um, start groups and get your target market involved. Groups are becoming very popular. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much who I have on my social media pages is groups. groups. Yeah. Hmm. So if you can get, you know, if, if we started a social media marketing group or a website group or I even I a, bet there's a few of those. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to throw out there's no. a few of those. Um, and get your target market in there. You know, Omaha marketing, anything like that. Um, if you're a plumber, you know, it might be a trade group. You know, and those aren't necessarily your target market, but those are your target referral people. Mm -hmm. And you can get to talking, but groups are great, private groups, uh, to get stuff going because you can't be around all those people all the time. But you can get hundreds, thousands of people into a group. And, and interact with them. And I want to reiterate, this is curiosity, not necessarily referral-based. Because I think, uh, no, I don't think, I know, I see people get into these groups and then the admin has to start telling, hey, everyone, you can't advertise your stuff here. Yeah. And a, a group, to me, is more education and curiosity to build yourself a better business. Yes. Right? So I like how you're it's like, to sell. you're probably with other plumbers or trades in this group. It's not a place to sell. No, absolutely not. You also have to remember the 80-20 rule. 80% mm. of the time, you're trying to engage with or give value to. Only 20% of the time are you talking about your own products or mm -hmm. services. And just remember, the more you are talking about you, the less you are learning about them. Mm. And the whole goal should be to learn about them. Uh, another way that you can learn more and have curiosity is to send out surveys. And whether that's uh, electronically, via email, on social media, you know, whatever that is. Um, and, and have some sort of incentive for people to fill them out. Oh, because, not, <laughs> yeah. well, give me three minutes of your time. And that took me an hour to do your yeah, stupid survey. And then I'm not going to give you anything. Nope. So give them some incentive. You can send it to past clients. I mean, you can learn a lot if you can get them to, t they're harder because they're like, what's the value here? Unless they want a bitch. But and then, yeah. Or if you can do exit interviews, you know, we've been able to do that sometimes mm -hmm. where, hey, we know you're leaving us. Can you just give us 10 minutes to tell us why or why you went with this other company or what you didn't like about our company? You can learn a lot. It's going to, you have to put on your, uh, your big boy pants because it's not going to be fun. Nope. You're going to get harsh realities. Wants, yeah. That's, that's like trying to talk to someone who broke up with you and 
Oh, look, I'm talking about personal things. Um, Why did you dump me? Yeah. Was but, it me? No, it was, it was, yeah, it was you. Yeah. And, and understand too, that everything they say, don't take it as gospel. Mm. You know, they might have some stuff that they just got mad at something and, you know, who knows, but you're not going to be able to sift through the information if you don't have the information. Right. And I would say you send out as many surveys as you can because return rate, 80, 20, probably oh, yeah. get 20 yeah, you're not of gonna. them back. But I mean, one could change the way you do your business. That you know, true. it really could. Uh, current clients, it's always nice to know how are we doing? How could we do better? Mm-hmm. You know, just be careful with expectations because sometimes if you ask somebody how you can do better... They expect you to do what you tell them to do. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You yeah. know? Call me every day at 9 a.m. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, reduce your rates by 20%. Oh, I hate that one. You know, something oh. like that. So make sure that, you know, there's an expectation. Hey, we'll, we'll take into consideration. Or once you get one back and they have an unreasonable ask, reach out to them. You know, hey, oh. thank you for returning this. I see that you want X, Y, Z. We can't really do that. But how about this? Yeah. You know, something. Don't just take the information, do nothing with it, and don't tell them about it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is not giving value. I think a lot of people do that, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to ask for the feedback, and I'm going to do nothing with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, solicit online reviews. And again, we always say we love the five-star reviews, but we you do. can learn a lot. Nobody wants a negative review. Mm-hmm. It's not good for it to be on there, but if you take it as a learning experience and again you're going to get the trolls you're going to get the people who just got mad about something or just want to be that way yep but a lot of the times you can learn something from it and then if you respond to it and this is the way that we always suggest our clients respond to a negative review i'm so sorry you had that experience uh, let's take this conversation offline so that i can try and fix it yep. and then not only is that good for the person who said it but then everybody else sees you at least are trying uh, we did that back in the networking day, and the person went in and changed the review. That that can absolutely happen. To a more positive, I want to be specific. To yeah. a more positive, that can absolutely happen. The worst thing you can do is completely ignore it. Yep. Yes. Or, uh, so I saw a bad review. It was on, I think it was Facebook. I think it was a post, and and they were like, "We got to bury this," but they posted that. I'm like, you're, oh, you're, you're asking the wrong people to fix this here. You should go to. Oh, they were trying to get other people to leave reviews. Yes. Yes. And it was like within the same thread. So you could read them behind. I'm like, that's no, not no, how no, it no, works. no, 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 don't do that. Uh, the next is to get in front of them when you can. So sometimes you can physically have the visibility. Ooh, Yay, look at that. Uh, in front of your target clients. And that could be at networking groups. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting into the right ones. Um, they could be industry specific. They could be, you know, the the um, one one business per industry. They could be that way. Uh, but find those uh, trade shows are a good way. I like trade shows. You know, if if they're the right ones, of course you get those that people come to trick or treat. You know, they just come to take the take your free <laughs> stuff. But uh, but you can reach a lot of target clients there and talk mm-hmm. to them face to face. Meet them. Uh, find out where they hang out, either in person or online, and be there. So maybe you know that uh, a lot of the people you want to sell to go to Stories Coffee House for you know X Y Z day and time, or you know that they're involved in this trade group, so mm-hmm. you should be involved in that trade group. If you can figure out where they're hanging out, then you can go there. I think I think that's underestimated. No. 
under, underestimated? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Now versus how it used to be. Because before social media and all of that, you had to go to those things to get in front of those people. Right. Now, I feel there are a few other avenues and they can work. And I know you can't always do it the way you always do it, but there's something to be said when you're showing up personally. Yeah. Uh, I think rotary groups are very good with this because yeah. you have a very diverse group there. You meet consistently. It is not for business purposes, no, no, it's but you gain the credibility. You're in front of the people you want to be. And then eventually that person's like, hey, you do marketing, yeah. right? Oh, I got them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so do that. Uh, the next is develop relationships with those in your target market. Okay. Ooh. And, and this is because you're not going to be able to meet everyone, obviously, right. but you can meet representatives, you know, so say that, uh, we tend to sell to exterior service companies in Omaha. I can't meet every single one of them, but I can meet at least a good representation of it. And it's likely that if I get to know them well enough, their wants, needs, pain points are the same mm -hmm. as the rest of it. Yep. So if you can get some good representations of those people, think of them as an avatar. Think of them as a persona. They kind of represent all the rest of them. Hmm. So that's... Well, and you have a better chance that they're going to fit in the masses than not. So, you know, you have an expectation, you go and you meet the one roofer that's like, not that expectation. It's a one-off. I don't think you'll run into that as much as they totally fit. The, yeah. The box. Right. Right. And then make sure when you're doing all this, you're using the platinum rule. Brandon, what is the platinum? Treat others the way they want to be treated. That's right. So you need to get curious and continue to be curious so you can figure out how they want to be treated. So one of our target markets is roofers. And one of the reasons we love roofers is most of the time they don't want to be involved in their marketing at all. Sure. There are other industries where they're like, I want to be involved. I want to post sometimes. And I want to do this. And I, which can be tough. It can work. Right. But it can be tough. Roofers really don't want to do that. No. They're like, we want to be out on the roofs or out selling. We want you to handle everything. So that's how we treat them. We take it all off their plates. We're not in their business. Tell us this. Tell us that. Give us a picture for this. Give us a picture for that. They don't want to do it. And other industries do. Mm -hmm. And if we treated everyone the same, Ooh. it's not going to work out so well. So make sure that you are figuring out how is it that they want to be treated. If it's possible for us to, to do that, Correct. we will do it. And if it's not possible, we're going to tell them why. Hey, we can't take all your pictures for you because we don't have a photographer on staff who can follow you around to all of your job sites. So unfortunately, the one thing you do need to do to make your marketing successful is send us pictures. Well, and when you have everything else off, usually they're willing to do one or two things to participate. And that's something they can do on their phone, on a roof, on the go. And then, gosh, you could probably even set it up to drop in like a Dropbox file yeah. or something. And yeah, then once boom, we get it rocking, it's easy to get yep. that stuff going. Um, but knowing that they don't really want to do that, but knowing it's going to be a linchpin in their marketing plan, they'll do it. One customer I was working with way back when, uh, they had an aunt that was doing the digital marketing. Oh, yeah, course. nothing. Yeah, not uncommon. Uh, and she was a really good photographer, but she sucked at everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I, I never closed the deal. But as we were talking about it, the excitement of your aunt can 100% keep taking the pictures, but we're just going to make something work better with it. Well, that was a high selling point. Yep. High selling point. Yep. So how do you use these, these terms? How do you use the curiosity in your marketing? 
And I think that a big thing is testing it mm-hmm. because you might think you know how things, you know, okay, I've been curious about my customers. I know they like X and not Z and this and that, but you got to test it out. So we use a lot of, um, it's called A-B testing yeah. in, in our uh, marketing. So, so say we've got a customer who we're running Facebook ads for. What we're going to do is help them develop that curiosity about their niche. You know, all of this kind of translates with what we do. We get curious about our customers and we teach our customers how to get curious about their customers yep. so that we can market to them. Um, but what we have them do once we, they've figured out, you know, what their, what their niche is and what their pain points are and how to address them, we'll develop two ads. There's a couple ways to do this. You can either develop two ads that just have one thing different about them. So maybe it's the color, maybe it's the call to action. You know, there's just one thing. You don't want them completely different. Sure. You want one thing different about it. Run them both. See which one pulls better. Interesting. And then you just start tweaking. And okay, now we're going to take this one and run it against this one. It's kind of like the uh, the eye doctor. The, oh, yeah. Is A, A or clear B. or B clear? And that's A-B testing. So that's what you're doing. You can do it that way. Or you can take two ads that are exactly the same. You could run them at different times. Mm. You could run them on different days. You could run them to different target markets. And then the same thing. Which one pulled better? Okay, let's test that one against this. Okay. Okay, that one pulled better. Now let's test that one against this. So it's that constant tweaking mm-hmm. of which one's pulling. And, and instead of trying to change the one that's not pulling, get rid <laughs> nope. of it. Nope, go Do with a different working. one and just yeah. keep finding the one that's pulling the best. So that's that's a way to kind of test and if none of them are pulling, then it's like, let's go back to the drawing board. Our curiosity failed. Way off. Yeah. And we didn't use it at all. Yeah. And, and go back to, to figure that out. So when your marketing improves, when you're curious, your business is going to improve, right? Hmm? Or it should. Well, in theory. Right? Yep. That's the goal. Yep. So when you are curious, how, how do you think your business would improve? Give me some examples. Oh, let's see. Well, one thing kind of going off the the platinum rule is when I am onboarding people, I I have this line and it is I strive to shoot. I I, I cut and paste it now. Um, I strive for the golden rule with or the platinum rule within a relationship. Answering these two questions can help me reach that goal quicker. And they're, they're very simple questions. How often do you want me to reach out to you? Yep. And what is the best form of communication? So for me, curiosity in a business at ground level builds a starting point of credibility. Yeah. But in the marketing world, if I'm now going to take on creating ads for you and everything, I think the curiosity piece would would be more like what what do you deal with in your day in and day out? What what do people ask about? What are people curious about? And then we can learn more about that. And then boom, we put it on there. So for me, it's more platinum rule for me because I'm dealing with usually just specifically one person. One person, their pain points, I got to make it look really good. Where I think when you are a roofer and you know every roof counts, then it's a little more intensive on the curiosity, probably more A-B testing mm-hmm. to get to where you want to be. So it's really, you know, it, it all plays in to this. It's all kind of the same thing when you are, when you're curious about your customers and then I'm going to relate this more to marketing because that's what we do. <laughs> and we show them how curious we are about them. Then they're more willing to give us a chance to help them when they see it's working for mm-hmm. us. 
then they're more willing to become our client and to use those same terms to help them mm. be curious about their own client and make that a success. That's built our credibility. Everybody's happy. Because it's pretty hard to have a marketing company and say, we're going to help you establish your niche market and be curious about when we're not doing it ourselves. Yeah, that's true. And so a lot of it is that walk the walk. And so much of building credibility, improving your business, all of that stuff is walking the walk. Yep. Because if we are telling our clients to do something we're not doing, I, I mean, that's they're either going to say they're going to tell us something that's not, not going to work. Otherwise, right. they'd be doing it. Or they're going to say, why should we do something that they're not doing themselves? Yeah. And, and it all has to play into that whole bigger thing. And then you got to, you know, you talk to them along the way. And that's, I think, the biggest thing. And I'm going to talk about personal things again. Ooh. But it all relates is you don't just use curiosity once and then stop and <laughs> yeah. say, well, now I know. Fantastic. Yeah. So you don't use curiosity to get the client. And then stop asking questions. Mm -hmm. You don't use curiosity to get the yes to the proposal and then stop learning about your spouse. You can never, ever say, now I know. I'm done. It's, it's constant. And that's the A-B testing. You're curious how the ads are playing. It's also, okay, we've had this roofer. They've been a client for a year. Now it's time to sit down and do a review. How's your business changed mm -hmm. in the past year? What do you like about what you're doing? What do you not like? Do you want to go after a different niche market? Are you growing? And how should that change? Continually, you know, and whether you do a, a three-month review, a one-year review, or whether it's that constant conversation, because it depends on how often you talk sure. to your, you know, your clients. Ours are ongoing. We have regular meetings with them. We have regular communication with them. So we can always be asking those questions. Now, you, you're in the mortgage business. Mm. Do you have... Or you used to be. I used to be, yeah. Uh, we'll shift it a little bit. Did you have, after the mortgage was closed, they had their house, <laughs> did you have any opportunity to talk to them after that? No, it's no, it's touches. It's touches. It's like sending a birthday card. And, and I, I say this, if you can't tell, I'm like rolling my eyes. Because to me, I get that stuff in the mail and I just toss it. But I've heard the stories of, I put it on my refrigerator because it meant so much to me. Because you never really know. Right. You never really know. But no, it definitely goes to just, I'm trying to stay in front of you. So next time you need my services, or you'll choose me. You know somebody who needs them. Okay, yes. Uh, see, and that's the referral piece to it. Right. That's a whole nother and that's, podcast. Yeah, it is. I know. We're going to go into a completely different topic, so I'll stop it there. But uh, but be curious and continue to be curious about your clients, about your prospects. Keep figuring it out. And realize, too, they're going to change. You know, as your business grows, your niche is going to change. Or, you know, if you're targeting a certain group, say you're targeting stay-at-home moms, as technology changes, as things change, that group is going to evolve too. Yep. And if you don't keep asking the questions and keep learning how that's changing, you can't tweak your products and services and make sure that you're still applying to them and still be able to, to sell to them and to take care of them once they become a client. Nice. So that's part two on curiosity. Um, please read the book, Curiosity, Why It Matters uh, by Lee and Leslie. It's fantastic. It's, it's not about marketing. It's not about business. It's really more about being a human. But uh, it's really, really, really fascinating. That's, that's my takeaway from this. Read the book or listen to it, whatever you want to do. You can listen to it at two times speed. That's your jam.
For so, one so and a half times like slow if you have nothing else to do. Or if you're on a road trip with Brandon. <laughs> so thank you all for watching, watching, listening, whatever it is you're doing. Leave us a review. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends. Do all that good stuff. Um, we'd love to have comments too. What do you want to hear about? What do you want to hear Brandon and I talk about? We're curious what you want to hear about. We would love to take that into consideration and possibly do a podcast on it. No yeah, promises. No promises. If you say something weird, I'll probably like it, but we may not be able to do it. <laughs> It'll be a year from now and we'll do all of our research to yeah, be prepared that'll be on why cactuses cry. I, just, I was just using it. Good like, one. Good you one, ask Brandon. us to do a podcast on why cactuses cry. I don't know. I want to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, in one year. Next uh, October, why cactuses cry? There you go. They don't cry, dude. Stay tuned. Is that a thing they do? I thought you just pulled it out of the air. I did. Okay. I yeah. absolutely did. They don't. If, they if, don't. You, if you touch them hard enough, you will bleed because it hurts. It okay, hurts. we're done. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you next time.